Welcome to Eden Speaks. Our prayer for this podcast is that this can be a place of openness, grace, honesty, and connection with our sisters in Christ and any brothers out there who are tuning in. While this podcast is in connection to our women's ministry at Living Word in Oak Harbor, Washington, we welcome everyone that is looking for real Christ-centered conversations. Some of these conversations may be hard and emotional, stirring up parts of us that we would prefer to keep hidden and protected. Ephesians 5.13 says, But everything exposed by the light becomes visible, and everything that is illuminated becomes a light. Let us be that light to one another. Let's take a step outside of our comfort zone. Let's trust Jesus to show us how to give grace and hope to others, and also put us in a posture to receive it as we engage in a journey of growth. Let's speak the truth of God's word. Let's always speak love. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Eden Speaks, a place of hope, encouragement, and grace. I'm Amy. And I'm Shannon. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Yes, we are here this evening on a Monday evening, actually the Monday before Thanksgiving, so we can get this all out to you by Friday Mm -hmm. to recap our latest Eden Gathering, where Kathy Meyer came and she was talking to us about abandoning ourselves. Um, so today we're recapping that. And at the end, there's some questions that she talked about, which actually we're going to point you back to the video for to get the whole gamut of, but we will be touching on her main four points and we might touch a little bit on the questions. They were so great, but ultimately we want to tell you like, you can go off to YouTube and Facebook and rewatch the live stream from this past Friday. Um, it was really, really awesome. It was so good. It was so good. It was so good. And right on time too. Oh, because man. I don't know, as Amy and I were getting going today and getting organized and talking, getting our thoughts, you know, ordered, I was like, I think we need to ask everybody how y'all are. I mean, I know you can't talk back to us. We sure wish you could, but how is everybody? I mean, is everybody just like, forget Thanksgiving? <laughs> it's just like, or are you guys able to wrap your heads around this idea that, okay, it is time for to give thanks. Where is everybody? I know I'm tired. Yeah. I'm tired. I don't know. Yeah. I feel like kind of in this middle ground. Sure. You know, it's like there is this part of me that's just like, I'm ready for this all to be over with mm-hmm. and to just <laughs> go back to normal life. But I also can fully recognize that that's not where we are right, right yes. now. Yeah. And so it's just like, okay, I got to find that. I got to find that gratitude. Yes. Right? That's right. Yeah. I mean, that's really what we've been talking about gratitude mm-hmm. recently yeah. with, you know, in our sermon series. And I think that that's perfectly timed like always, Yeah, but really kind of having to dig deep. Yes. For that. Really intentional. Very intentional. What am I grateful for today? Yes. Where is, you know, and um, God's generosity, where is it? Where Mm -hmm. can I see it? Actually, Kathy does kind of address that when she's like, hey, God's in the everyday ordinary stuff. And I think we forget that. I think we're waiting to only see him in the, Mm -hmm. you know, big stuff, the big, massive, life-changing events. And he is in our every day and he's generous mm-hmm. every day. Yeah. And you're right. We need to be really focused on yeah. that and in a posture to receive that too. Right. That heart posture is huge Yeah, because if we're in a totally closed off space and just, you know, angry at the world yeah. and only like <laughs> we're just in that grumpy place, totally. it's really hard to see even those just small little things mm-hmm. that he is doing. And even, even just being, open to looking for them. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, yeah, I, so true. Or when 
it was a when did this so what year are we in 2020 is that where we are <laughs> shockingly we are we're still, still in, in 2020. 2020 okay okay <laughs> so it would have been december of 2018 our kitchen our water heater flooded okay. it broke and the went under the floor oh. in the kitchen oh, yeah. like right after christmas like literally oh. like two days after christmas and like there was water like leaching up between like you know on the grout on the yes. tile on the floor yeah. and we like our kitchen was literally gutted oh no everything water is a beast yeah <laughs> and we had like those huge fans in there running 24 7 Whoa. it was so loud and it was just yeah. like oh my gosh we were so blessed our neighbor across the street was just getting ready to leave on a debt he's like here's my house keys oh. You can shower there. You can cook there. Whatever you need, just do it there. Mm, like, don't worry wow. about trying to That's figure great. that out. And it was like a Saturday morning and I was, it was raining, of course. Yeah. And I was hauling <laughs> stuff that I knew that we would want, like food and stuff, because we were doing all of our cooking over there, hauling stuff over there. And so I'm walking across the street and taking footprints into his house mm -hmm. and footprints into my house. And I'm thinking two floors I need to mop now because I'm, you know, got all the rain and all that junk. Had to go to the grocery store. I'm starving. I'm just like, I am bitter. <laughs> I am just, just oh, straight up in a foul mood. Yeah. And on my way to the grocery store, the Lord was so faithful. It's like one of those moments that I know that I'll never forget. Mm -hmm. He was just, he was firm, but loving and was like, Amy, you need to be grateful right now. Take a look around mm -hmm. at everything that you have. And so on that drive to the grocery store, I just started running through in my head, what do I have to be grateful for? Mm -hmm. In this, this really crappy situation, even in that alone, I can focus on just this situation that we're in right now and see the gratefulness that is just present in the fact that we have insurance. Our insurance is paying yeah, for our huge. kitchen to be fixed, yeah, right? We have this wonderful neighbor across the street that has been above and beyond generous. I have a car to get myself to the grocery store because it's pouring down rain. Mm. I'm starving right now, which I was a little hangry, I think, <laughs> sure. which was probably <laughs> contributing helping. to all yeah. of this. I can stop and get something to eat on my way to the grocery store. Mm -hmm. I have money in my account to be able to buy groceries, like mm -hmm. just all these little things. Mm -hmm. And it completely turned my mood around mm. by the especially after I got food in me yeah <laughs> but like even there even as I was on my way to get something to eat like yeah. just that posture of gratefulness mm -hmm. and being like very intentional mm -hmm. in being like you know what I do have a lot to be grateful for even though the situation sucks yeah it sucks mm -hmm. of course it sucks nobody wants their our kitchen was torn apart for four months like it was horrible wow. yeah but dot 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 all the things to be grateful for yeah. in that so I just think there's such a, it's just so important to be aware when we're finding ourselves in that space. And I think right now it's really easy mm -hmm. to get ourselves into that space where we're just like, this sucks. I don't get mm -hmm. to be with, mm -hmm. you know, we're used to big family gatherings, mm -hmm. you know, and it's going to be the three of us yeah. for Thanksgiving. We've never had a Thanksgiving with just the three of us yeah. ever. Yeah. And it could definitely bring us down if we let it. Sure. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, I just think that there's there's that, but then it's like, oh yay, Christmas is coming. I love Christmas. Yeah. So I'm like, let's decorate. Let's just like I think a lot do of people are do. immersing yeah. into the Christmas spirit this year because it's like we have to at this mm -hmm. point. Yeah. <laughs> I have to. Bring on those lights. I don't know. I just I think yeah. that it's gonna it's gonna be the thing that yeah. I hope can bring all of us a little bit of joy. Yeah. Huh. And what's been That's a really good. hard year. Really hard year. Yeah. Yeah. 
I like that. I, um, as I, as you were talking and talking about the gratitude thing, I was like, what am I grateful for? And how I had just gotten done. I was telling Amy, you guys, before we started, I was like, I'm suffering from pivot fatigue. <laughs> and that just essentially is that since March, you know, here at church, you know, as pastors, we are having to figure so many things out. Everybody is, but yeah. um, I was just kind of whining and complaining about how it feels to me right now and <laughs> how we have to pivot and create something new and then implement it and then pivot and create something new and implement it. And um, I do, I feel like there's some pivot fatigue there for me because, you know, creating new stuff and it ultimately is kind of, I guess what I'm gifted in, um, but it gets tiring. Yeah. But I was, as you were telling, saying that I was like, actually, you know, I am grateful for an ability to be creative and to think outside the box and to have kind of a flexible mindset and a flexible, you know, kind of innards to be like, okay, I can pivot and I can do as Mm -hmm. opposed to being kind of, you know, a little bit more concrete and a little bit more like, you know, stubborn, I guess, and not willing to make the shift and adjustment. And it also makes me think of, um, I've been really intentional with like working out during this time because it's so important for my mental health and my physical health. And I am so sick of it. Like I wake up like every day and I'm just like, I'm so tired of working out. Like I just, I feel like I just want along with everything else. I just want to escape from it and Mm -hmm. cozy up under my covers and not do what I know I'm supposed to do or should do. But I will say that every day after I finish a workout, I'm like, thank you Lord for a body that can, that can move the way that it does. Mm -hmm. And that can, that I can feel the way that I feel and I have a choice. And so good points about like intentionally being grateful. So for the rest of you, if you guys are suffering from any of this too, like let's get out our journals and yeah. jot down, you know, let's turn into a gratitude journal for the next yeah. little bit here as we get through. Yeah. And <laughs> just like that reassurance that you're, nobody's alone in these feelings That's right. that we're having. Yeah. And that doesn't mean we're always there, that we're yeah. always in this place. You know, mm-hmm. we can have those days that are really great and we feel really good. And we're mm-hmm. like, I'm going to tackle the world today. And, you know, like I'm just feeling really motivated, but then there's those other days where yeah. you're like, nah. I don't want to do this. <laughs> I just want to like, it's raining outside. I don't want to get out of my pajamas. I just want to like, yeah take a nap, yes. whatever. This morning's that rain was so bad. It's, oh my gosh. I was like, what is happening? I'm staying in. I'm I was like, driving at six o'clock this morning and it geez. was just like pouring dumping down rain, down dumping rain. down rain. Yes. So luckily it kind of eased up. So that's, let's see. There's always, I mean, this the goodness of God, the gratitude, yep. <laughs> the generosity yeah. gives us the rain, which we need and then takes it away. So, yep. okay. We can be, we can do it, right? We can yes. do it guys. We can we do it. We can do it. Yes. We can. Absolutely. And just, you know, like just kind of segueing into what Kathy was talking about. One of the first things Mm -hmm. that she said when she started talking and the very first thing that like stuck out to me was that change requires minute adjustments over and over and over again. Oh, yeah. And it's like, especially right now, because we don't know what what tomorrow is. And so there might be changes and mm-hmm. it might not be some big sweeping change, mm-hmm. but it might just be like these, it's like these constant little things that we've been adjusting to mm-hmm. constantly mm-hmm. over the last yeah. <laughs> eight months or so. Um, and I think that that's kind of, you know, that, that is how change does happen for a yeah. lot of the time. I think it's just been so concentrated. Yeah during this time, yeah. that that's why everybody's so tired because change is hard. Mm-hmm. Bottom line, 
Mm-hmm. Change is always hard. There's not a whole lot of people that I've ran across that are like, woohoo, I love change. Yeah. <laughs> change makes me feel so good and secure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I never hear people yeah, say that. It's secure. like, yeah. oh, I hate change. It's so uncomfortable. Yeah. I don't know what to expect. That makes me just feel like really uncertain and, you know, like yeah. it's all the, the yuck that comes along with the change. Mm-hmm. Um, so when we have just been just bombarded with it, mm-hmm. You know, kind of like, I bet if we can think back to talk about this idea of change, like think back to like things we have been praying about, like, oh Lord, I just help change this in me. Or maybe you, you had been praying for time to kind of do a little bit more self-reflection or whatever. And not to say that you have all this extra time in your life right now, because I know there's a lot of homeschooling going on. There's a lot of crazy stuff going on, Mm -hmm. but it's interesting because I do think that when we pray for stuff like that, often he he will provide space to practice that, to implement that, to start walking that out. And what did you say change was? What did you say Kathy said it was? It's minute by minute change yeah, by minute yeah. change, minute adjust, adjustments. Yeah. Over, over and, and over. over and over. Yeah. So I mean I, I mean I that's another thing to be, you know, kind of grateful for, even though we're not grateful for this whole thing, but creating space, creating practice space to practice new things to practice new ways to practice you know new ways to think and feel and act and that's great I mean there's one Mm -hmm. thing there so I don't know so maybe that maybe you are maybe you are seeing change in your life because kind of like Kathy said like it does take it takes it's time it's over time over time over time over time yeah we have time right now right yeah 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 maybe even in some instances you know more alone time than what we really want depending on yeah Yeah. depending on the situation yeah yeah for sure. Yeah. She, um, so Kathy pointed out four ways that we can abandon ourselves on our journey of life. And she used, um, the story in second Kings four of the Shunammite woman. So we're going to kind of break down the different four points and talk about kind of what we learned from those four points, what we, um, the nuggets that stuck out to us. We'll, you know, talk about the scripture a little bit. And yeah, kind of anything else that sort of comes up into our mind. Mm-hmm. Um, the first one is uh, we fail. We, sorry. Okay. So the ways that we abandon ourselves on our journey of life is number one, we fail to make place for God in our home or in our heart. And this was based off of second Kings four, eight through 10, where the Shunammite woman was actually realizing that every single time the prophet Elisha would come through, he would come through and he would stay with them. Now she didn't have any kids or anything. She just had, she and her husband, her husband was getting on in years, but um, she um, said to her husband, Hey, let's create a space for him. So when he, every, every time he comes through, we're going to create space for him. So, so Kathy is kind of saying here, like, Hey, like the Shunammite woman, we need to create space for God, a place, a place for him in our home or in our hearts, Mm -hmm. which is so true. Yeah. We have to give him space. Yeah. Space to reign and be present and to be our King, to be our God. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And like, that even makes me think of like actually creating a space in our home. Like, even if it's that, that's just like, this is where I feel comfortable in my home sitting and spending time with the Lord. And that could look different for so, that could look different daily, really, you know, like my quiet time in the morning, I love just sitting on my sofa with my Bible, my cup of coffee, like my house is quiet. Mm -hmm. It's great. Even if it's just for half an hour, Mm -hmm. just having a little bit of quiet time. But I also find that when I'm doing the dishes or whatever, like I can 
if I'm intentional in that, mm-hmm. I can connect with the Lord doing those things too. Even if it's just like a running conversation in my head, mm-hmm. or if it's because I have music playing and I'm singing along with that and just yeah. like, cause that's a big connection thing for me is, yeah. is music. Mm-hmm. So, you know, even like being intentional about having that. So it makes me think of War Room. You seen the movie War Room? Where she, I have not seen it. She like she she creates yeah. a war room yeah. where like she cleans out the space in her closet and she has a chair in there and like she has scripture that she's mm. putting on sticky notes all over the walls and like mm. that's where she goes and she mm. prays. It's quiet. Yeah, it's like it's, it's awesome. Yeah, so awesome. you know you can and that obviously that's not it's not doable for everybody. Mm. Not everybody's gonna have that space and mm. maybe maybe it's when you're hiking. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's, you know, maybe that's where your space is, mm-hmm. you know, if that's something yeah. you do every day, right? right? Like it can look so different, yeah. but like really, I think the intention yeah. behind it um, and really trying to do that as we would with other important relationships that's right. in our life. Mm-hmm. Like if we didn't put an effort into our friendship, would it really be a friendship? friendship? No, <laughs> no it, it wouldn't be. Yeah. You know, we would, you'd be a pastor and I would go to this church. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. But there's an effort and an intention. And I think that that same thing is true in our relationship with the Lord. Mm-hmm. Like we have to, we have to put that energy into it because yeah. it's the most important relationship mm-hmm. that we have. Right. And I think, like you said, like even on a hike, like no matter what you're doing, if you're being, if, if you're just inviting him in mm-hmm. to that time, into that space, no matter what that, kind of looks like or feels yeah. like. Um, now these guys, so um, kind of the idea, this was inviting God into her home really, mm-hmm. because at that time, the only way that they heard from God was through the prophets. Yeah. So Elisha was a prophet. This is God's voice. She essentially, she literally, quite literally invited him into her home. Mm-hmm. Um, and that can look so, so different. But I think one thing that could have happened to her too she could have been distracted by, oh, I have to have everything ready to go. Mm. Kind of reminds me of like Mary Martha thing, right? Yeah. I have, I have to have everything ready to go. And I mean, she could have been distracted. She could have made herself too busy. She could have um, she could have really missed the opportunity yeah. to be like, hey, come in and stay here. Come mm-hmm. in and create a space in my home. Yeah. I invite you there. Yeah. Um, so I'm glad that she didn't. That's she so could have been physically present, but not Correct. mentally and emotionally. Yeah. Correct present in that. Which makes me think about prioritization. I mean, you know, intentionality is one thing that's super important. We have to be intentional with it. We have to be intentional with inviting the Lord into situations, whether we're on a hike or we're sitting, I used to call this chair I sat in my Jesus chair. We moved our our furniture around a little bit. So I don't have, I'm not sitting in it anymore because there's no light by it. But so I sit on the couch like you do in the mornings, but um, you know, it's, it's one thing to be doing that, but it's a whole nother thing too, to be prioritizing Mm -hmm. that time makes me think of that too, because if we can think about like, she could have easily, easily gotten too busy. She could have easily gotten too distracted. She could have easily missed it, but not only was she intentional about creating the space and and saying to her husband, hey, let's create this space, but she made that a priority too. And I'm guessing she really looked forward to when he came and got to spend that time with him. And I mean, not that he was God, but she knew that this was the only way that she Mm -hmm. could hear from God. Um, It's not the case for us. We have the Holy Spirit. We can hear from him anytime. We just have to give him We have it literally at our fingertips. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) We just have to give him that. Yeah. That was a really good point that Kathy made there. Yeah. I loved it. Me too. Me too. Um, she also pointed out how that God is in the ordinary. There's a, um, a quote from Brennan Manning that she pointed out. We encounter God in the ordinariness of life. 
not in the search for spiritual highs or mystical experiences, but in our simple presence in life. Mm-hmm. That is so true. Again, yeah. we talked about that, how like we're always looking for him in this big, big stuff. And but he's mm-hmm. in the everyday, um, which thank God he's in the everyday. Because the everyday can get very yeah, <laughs> treachery and like, say it ain't so. It's like Groundhog Day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Yeah. She also talked about... Um, you know, kind of how we'll, we'll be driven for this. <laughs> this always just <laughs> speaks to me, um, driven by that need for approval or mm. what have we, um, you know, what have we accomplished mm-hmm. or what do we have instead of mm-hmm. what's really actually important. Um, and one of the, the things that she had specifically spoken to was kind of having a conversation with ourselves about like, how's my heart? Mm-hmm. Like, where's my heart right now? And not in, not from this, a space of shame or judgment. When I'm talking about this with clients, we refer to it as radical acceptance. Mm. Like we're just accepting what it is, Mm. no matter what, whether we're feeling jealous about something Mm. or we're feeling frustrated or whatever it might Mm. be. It's not a judgment of ourselves. Mm -hmm. It's like just a recognition of, Mm. gosh, this is the space that I'm in right now. Mm -hmm. Okay. I'm not going to beat myself up for this, but I am going to recognize Mm -hmm. that this is where I am. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah. So powerful, especially because can we talk about how that's like the one of the major antidotes to shame, mm-hmm. which we talk about a lot, is just like bringing it out to mm-hmm. the light. Put it in the light. Yes. On digression there. Yes. <laughs> yes. And of course, she talked about listening to your body. And I'm like, oh, yes, body stuff. Yes. <laughs> Listen to your body. <laughs> I love it. Yes. Where am I feeling that? Where, yes. Where do I feel that in my body? <laughs> Yeah, because there's like there's like literally like a scientific connection between what we feel and what we think and how our body responds to those That's things. So right. of course, like I was just like mm-hmm. absorbing mm-hmm. all the so for those of you things. with gut stuff, mm-hmm. listen up. That's a thing. <laughs> it's a lot of gut stuff. Amen it's to, to that. <laughs> Somatic responses to everything. Emotional responses to everything. Anyway. Yep. <laughs> yep. For sure. So I thought that was really yeah good really stuff. good. Um, and you know that we. we we can put a lot of pressure on ourselves to mm-hmm. figure it all out mm-hmm. and to have all the answers, but we don't have to do that. Right. We, we can go to the Lord with those things. Doesn't necessarily mean we're going to, he's going to hand us down an answer in that moment, but he wants us to bring those things to him. He wants us to hand over that worry to him, yeah. those unknown things and give him the space to show us, right. to be present in that, to mm-hmm. like make it known to us in whatever way that's going to look like, or however long it takes for us to to do that. Just trusting in that, yeah. Um, that that's that's one of the gifts that we have as believers. Yeah. So it is such a gift. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, let's move on to number two. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the ways that we abandon ourselves. Ooh, this one's. Bad. <laughs> we're both cringing yeah we're like by suppressing our desires needs dreams i actually even wrote down our anger i wrote down emotions Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and she asked the question is it because it's too vulnerable is it because it makes us too exposed is it because it makes us too hopeful it's just plain old downright too risky and this is tied into the scripture from again Second Kings four eleven through seventeen, where essentially they're um, reflecting on how amazing um, this woman's hospitality is. They're like, oh Shunammite woman again. She doesn't have a name. We're calling her Shunammite woman because she's from Shunam. Um, You're amazing. Thank you so much. You know what can we do for 
you. She's like, oh, no, no. I basically, I have every single thing that I ever could possibly need. And, but then they ask her, well, do you have any kids? And she's like, no. And he, they basically prophesy over her and say, um, and Elisha says that, you know, a year from now you will be holding a son. Um, and she's like, don't say that. Like she gets really upset. Um, which I think really exposes inside of her heart's desire that maybe mm-hmm. she was, you know, kind of holding in there, yeah. hiding away somewhere, tucked away based yeah. on who knows what, like all yeah. of those things I just said, it makes her too vulnerable. It makes her too exposed. It makes her too hopeful. It's just too yeah. risky to want that. Um, I think we all have stuff that we definitely are like shove away or push away. Like if we were to ask ourselves the question, like, what do you really want? Mm-hmm. Oof. I just don't know if, if, if many of us could actually answer that. I think women, especially, I think that we can get very like, well, who am I? I don't have the right to want anything for myself. Yeah. Um, or maybe it, it's based on your own kind of lens and what you've experienced um, in the past and how bad it's been, how disappointing it's been. Um, so anyway, I thought that was, that's a really powerful question. Yeah. <laughs> and that is a way that we definitely abandon ourselves. Yeah. Yeah, I like that she kind of spoke to this idea that we as Christians, quote unquote, shouldn't feel certain things, you know, like, oh, but we have the Lord. So we should, you know, be able to just like breeze through these things, shouldn't feel these negative things. We can hand that all over to him. And, you know, which, yes, we can do all of those things, but that doesn't take away the fact that like we might still be, we kind of talked about like residual things in a previous episode. Like we're mm-hmm. still feeling, there's still things left over. Totally. Even when we do feel like we've handed it over to the Lord, there's like still this, this layer in there, maybe just, you know, like this film of, yeah, <laughs> that's still kind of sticking to us. Yeah. And we have to be able to like recognize like, yeah, like this, I'm still a work in progress on this. Mm-hmm. I'm still working on handing this over. Um, and I also really appreciated that she pointed out that, you know, when we pray for things, like it is okay to pray for things that aren't necessarily like spiritual, you know? Yes. Like she talked about her house and like she prayed for this house, you know? And it's Mm -hmm. like, I'm sure there are a lot of things, you know, I, one of the, one of the things that you said to me, I don't even know how long ago it was, Shan, but like, it's another one of those things that I will probably never forget, but you said, pray boldly. Yeah. Yeah. Pray boldly about that. Sure. If that's something that you desire, talk to the Lord about it. Mm-hmm. Pray for that. Ask mm-hmm. for that. Mm-hmm. If it's something that he has in his plan for you, he's going to right. answer that. Yeah. If it's not, he won't. But he wants you to come to him with those things, big, small. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Like Pray boldly. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And I think it's okay too to, um, you know, come before him with those bold prayers or, or what have you, whatever the needs, desires, the wants might be to come and ask specifically. But I also think, and she pointed this out too, is we have such a limited sight. And Mm. she brought up the story of the woman in the wheelchair. Um, Mm -hmm. Again, you'll have to go back, you guys, to listen to Kathy tell the story. But essentially there was this woman in a wheelchair at a women's conference that she was at and she had her eyes on this woman all weekend long. And the woman just was back there, just angry, arms crossed, just Mm. body language, just saying like, I doubt it basically to to everything Kathy had to say. Prove (laughs) it. Yeah, prove it. 
And ultimately it boiled down to this woman had a vision and a dream and a desire and even was accomplishing what she wanted in her life to become a surgeon. And then she ended up getting MS and she was like, I served the Lord. I offered my life to him. I you know, did all these things and he, he gave this to me and then he took it away. He gave all the things I wanted, gave me all the things I wanted to be the surgeon and all that awesome stuff. And then he took it away by, by allowing a mess in my life. And um, ultimately, I think, I think Kathy says that she said to her like, or maybe asked her just a question, um, which was, you know, that's not the only way that you can help people. Mm-hmm. And that's so true. It really made me think of, this is crazy, but the how the correlation in my life was, you know, lots of you know that, you know, we have Allie and Gage, our two kiddos, but we lost our two daughters. Um, so ultimately we have four kiddos, but two of them are not, you know, we're not raising them in our homes. They're good to go, all full and restored in heaven. But, you know, there's that desire like, oh, my kids, my kids. And we even tried to adopt after that. It was crazy. Anyway. It's a long story, but there was this desire to have more kids. But I look around me now and I was like, huh, like I was sitting in the sanctuary when Kathy was speaking on Friday night and I had my daughter to my right and next to her was Sweet Kayla, um, one of our youngest interns. Mm -hmm. And across the room was Sweet Maddie, who is one of our interns. And I was like, actually I right now in my, you know, in my life, mm-hmm. I have 10 kids yeah. because I have eight interns and I have two of my own. And I'm like, wow, God, yeah. like who knew like that, you know, that that's the way you're going to fulfill mm-hmm. this desire in my life. So, so I do think you're right. Like we need to ask boldly, but I think we need to ask boldly with our hands open wide and yeah. not with our fists clenched because yeah. hands open wide means this is what I want. This is what I think I want. This is what I think I desire. But ultimately your will be done. What do you have? Mm-hmm. And I do think that he lets, he allows desires in our hearts because we, there's a sense, a, a heart to heart connection with him yeah. about something that he does have for us. Yeah. We're just so limited in what we think that looks like yeah. that it's almost like ridiculous. Yeah. Like, and he's so gracious and he's so loving. He's like, it's okay. I know you only kind of see this, but it's okay. I'm going to, to, I'm going to give you everything your hearts desire. You just, all you have to do is to be receiving of it and to be willing and open to see it for what it really is. Yeah. That's the challenge. That is the challenge. <laughs> that's the challenge. And that, that's, you know, really what it came down to with that woman in the wheelchair. Yeah. You know, because obviously yes. she, he gave her all the gifts. He yeah. gave her the brain and he gave her the desire and the drive and the, you know, like the motivation all while, like for her, she was, her purpose was serving the Lord Mm -hmm. in that. And he gave her all the tools that she needed, but she had a very narrow scope of what that was supposed to look like. It only meant that she could be a surgeon. That's right. In her mind. Yeah. That's all that it could be. Right. But that wasn't what he had for her. And if you think about even her desire was, I want to help people. That is such a broad, (laughs) such a broad thing, right? There's so many ways to be helping people. Ultimately, she goes on and she becomes, what was it? A psychiatrist. Yeah. Yeah, She's like at a hospital. Like one of the most prestigious psychiatry hospitals in the country, basically. She's speaking powerful light into one of the darkest places out there. Mm-hmm. She's helping people. Absolutely. In a way that she was going to miss. And I think she even like said when she initially started talking to Kathy, like she knew that she was supposed to help like broken people mm-hmm. or yeah, something like that. Something yeah. along those lines. Yeah. And right. it's like, 
my, I was thinking like, I wonder why she felt so strong that it was surgery. Like she was, uh, she must've just been thinking like physically right. broken. Right. Yeah. You know, but right. there's so many ways that you can be broken as a totally. human being. I mean, we're all always broken on some yeah. sense, you yeah. know, while we're on this earth, but you know, yes. like there are those, gosh, so now she's just really able to be in a really special position to help people in such a unique way. Yeah. Just so cool. So, so cool. So, so cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's, it's really easy to just push down those, those needs or even try to, you know, tell ourselves like, I'll, I'll get to that. You know, like I need to focus on this right now. I need to focus on my kids or I need to focus on, yeah. you know, whatever that might be. Mm-hmm. That is the thing that's drawing the attention right now. Mm-hmm. And we kind of, will push those desires yeah. off to the side yeah. and yeah. Yeah. And not, not recognize that maybe the reason that we're desiring those things is because the Lord is like, Hey, that's right. I'm trying to get your attention here. Mm-hmm. This is something that I need you to pay attention to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Especially if it keeps coming back up mm-hmm. and coming back up. And how do we know what that is? Well, we create a home for God in our hearts. So it all goes together. <laughs> yes. We got to go back to number one in order it to know that. Absolutely that does. Spend the time with him. No doubt. Yeah. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. Scary stuff. It can be really, really scary. Mm-hmm. Um, I think of I can be very idealistic. It's kind of a posture I take. Um, and so I can be like, oh, that's not going to look, I mean, I, how would I do that? Or I don't know if that's going to be, you know, if it's going to fulfill exactly what I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. And so I can, I have to really push myself through those mm-hmm. little walls that I can kind of create. Yeah. And I'm sure everybody has their own oh, parts sure. or their own things that kind of come up Absolutely. <laughs> that they have to kind of do too. <laughs> oh gosh. Okay. Mm-hmm. On to number four. Three. Three. Yes. <laughs> oh my. We're right. not four's next. Yes, these are uh Roman numerals that I was yes. like <laughs> that is definitely three. That is a three. Um okay, let's see. We abandon our, ourselves. Number three is by believing our false narratives. Mm. This comes mm-hmm. out of Second Kings 4, 18 through 37. Mm-hmm. Um Kathy uses that, those verses to put that all together. Ultimately, in scripture, what happens here is the child um grows up as he after he was born, he went to actually live with Elisha. Um, to be trained by him, but then he ends up getting some kind of crazy headache. Um, Elisha sends the kiddo home um, with his mom, and basically she's holding him on her lap, and he dies. Mm. So here she is. Um, she's probably thinking to herself, yeah, now you sort of read my mail by figuring out what my deepest desire was, and then this is what happened. I bet she was thinking, and I was right. This is such a disappointment. I'm yeah. devastated. Um, look what happens when I let my desires be known. Yeah. Look what happens when I hope for something and, um, I even just delight in something. Right. Mm -hmm. So ultimately she leaves the boy in his home and in his bed and she takes off to go and talk to Elisha. Um, however, on her way there, um, she is met by Gehazi who is Elisha's assistant, essentially. And he says, how are you? Is everything well? What's happening? Um, How's your husband? How's your son? And she's like, all is well. And she kind of passes by him (laughs) and she goes, right. So that's not truth um, there, passes right by him and then falls at the feet of Elisha. And Elisha's like, 
wow, this woman is in bitter distress. What is going on? Um, and so really kind of presses into this idea, this probably this false narrative that was going through, like, I knew it, I don't deserve it. I, you know, I, nothing, I, this, I'm always expectant of that. She, Kathy actually ties this to a thing called schemas, which I totally want you to talk and speak into Amy, because it's such a fascinating, you know, kind of thing, but um, kind of tell us about that. What does that mean? Mm. How does that attach to this woman? Um, their lives, right? Yeah, yeah, it's that, um, you know, this, this idea that is so driven by our experiences, sure. right? So we have this idea of mm-hmm. what things are like going to be. Yes, yeah, yes, okay. that's, that's exactly okay. the way that mm-hmm. I think of it. You know, and, and that can happen in so many different ways. Mm. Like even mm. in communication with somebody, mm. you know, it's like, I see this all the time in couples therapy mm. where a husband and a wife or, you know, significant others are speaking to one another. Mm. It's like one person says something and then you ask that person who's hearing it, what did they hear? And it's like, oh, they wow. heard a completely different wow. thing. It's coming through their lens right. of their experiences, whether with that specific person or in other relationships mm. where when somebody says something like that, it means this. Mm. You know, wow. like if, if a spouse is feeling like um, they're, they're unheard or, you know, like they're not feeling like they're connecting, you know, it's like, oh, well, I'm the worst, the worst spouse ever, oh. you know, like it will like just totally, you're so influenced by these ideas oh. that we have about ourselves, about situations, um, you know, and, and I really feel like the, the enemy just like feeds into that with those lies yeah. of those, those half truths Mm -hmm. that we get fed Mm -hmm. of this one little thing goes wrong and let's just blow that into like the the whole shame piece of it. Yeah. I was going to say, this sounds like, this is like you go right into the shame. Like instead of, instead of like that, Oh, like, let's talk about this thing, this where we missed each other in this, right. Mm -hmm. Open communication. Let's step into that. Let's, let's work on this. Mm -hmm. But when that shame swoops in, it's like, I just want to pull away from that because I'm, I'm no good at this. I'm no good at being supportive to you. I'm no good at being mm-hmm. your spouse. I'm mm-hmm. no good at this. I'm no good mm-hmm. at that. Mm-hmm. You know, and so much of it is based on our history, mm-hmm. not, mm-hmm. not what's happening in this moment right now, mm-hmm. but all the other things that are informing that. Right. Oh yeah, for sure. So, yeah. you know, and, and it can, it can get us into just such this dark place, this place where we shut down, we shut off, you know, the, we get these, these internal dialogues, you know, like you were talking about this woman, if she's, you know, we can imagine what her internal dialogue is about how, you know, this is why I never, I don't deserve this, you know, whatever it might be. Mm -hmm. We do the same thing. Yeah. And a lot of times we don't realize it. Yeah, for sure. Especially the negative dialogue. Because probably because, I mean, do you think it's because we are so used to, I mean, not, not only is it a lens, but it also is habitual in the Mm -hmm. sense of like, it's something we've been telling ourselves for long, many, many, many years, maybe. I feel like it's so crazy because I, I hear a lot people say kind of, kind of rag on this idea of like, like, oh, that's a concept that still sticks with me from from growing up or childhood. And here we are, right? Like we're in our forties. I'm in my forties. You're not there quite yet. Almost close. Two months. Here I am in my forties, <laughs> and I'm like, hey, that still impacts me from there. Mm-hmm. But I can, I mean, people will often be like, oh, come on, blah 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 blah, or they will like kind of negate it or kind of be like, well, it's time to grow up. But the reality is, is that 
that stuff because in our formative years, right? Mm-hmm. Like if certain things, if we're experiencing certain things or, or certain things are being kind of spoken over to us, that becomes part of our framework, whether we like Absolutely. it or not. And Absolutely. we can only get rid of it by doing the work and believing something new, Gotta right? Gotta do the work. Yeah, right. like I could totally nerd out on you about attachment theory and all that type sure. of stuff, which is that early formative stuff where we learn whether or not it's safe to connect with people or not. And right. if it's not, what are our defense mechanisms? How do we mm. respond to that? Like that mm. all happens way early, like yeah. way, way yeah. like baby early. Sure. You know, when you, th- I mean, you think about a newborn, right? A newborn cries, we feed them, we change them, we burp them, whatever it might be. They're making a connection mm-hmm. at, at, at an hour old. Yeah. They start making that connection in their brain. Right. When I have a need, my instinct is to cry because that's the only thing I know how to do. Mm-hmm. And if I have an attentive caregiver, they are going to pick me up and they are going to try their best to figure out what is going on with me. Mm-hmm. And that changes over time as to what that looks like. Right. Right. But from the minute we are brought into this world, we're already making those connections in our brains Mm -hmm. about what is safe and what is not. Mm -hmm. That's crazy. So yes. Right. I mean, cause I think, I don't think it's too far fetched or I don't even think that it's makes a person something wrong with a person for that to be the reality that 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 still that stuff in the very beginning if we don't know about it if we don't know what to do with it is still a thing that can Mm -hmm. still be something that's really making an impact on the way that we see the world around Mm -hmm. us even today yeah you know 40 years later or whatever which is where that whole you know like we got to do our work Mm -hmm. in those things because Mm Nobody makes it out of childhood unscathed. I'm sorry. Yeah. I don't care how good our parents are. (laughs) There's going to be junk that we are going to carry forward with us. There are going to be things from maybe early romantic relationships Mm -hmm. or friendships that were Mm -hmm. hurtful or whatever that might be. Relationship with our siblings. I mean, you name it. There are things that are going to happen even when we are brought up in the best environment that we're going to carry forward. Right. With us. And if we just want to accept that for what it is, then that's where we're going to stay. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So. So we have to do our work. Yeah. Part of that work, though, I feel like. So, yes, I think, I mean, for, I think psych stuff is important. It's Mm -hmm. 100% important. Caring for our minds and our bodies and the way that we process things and just our psyche, which is connected deeply to our soul. They are together. Mm -hmm. But another part of our work is to recognize and realize the promises and the truth of God. We have to take these ideas, these schemas, right? Mm -hmm. These lies that we have fully believed and the lens of which we look through. And we have to apply the word of God to that. What he says about us today, what he says about us right now, Mm -hmm. the promises he has for us right now, Mm -hmm. regardless of what what we believed in the past or what we might be afraid of. Mm-hmm. What do we say? He yeah. has, he has promised me. He has good things for me. Yeah. He loves me dearly. He's always working. I mean, we have to wash ourselves with yeah. that all the, all the time. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like literally the one thing that is unwavering. Like Absolutely. The words in our Bible never change. Like the words are there. They might speak to us differently, mm-hmm. but they are unwavering. Yep. The promises that come along with that, that's the right. message that is behind it, like that, this, that's what we have to kind of put our, these thoughts and, you know, that we have up against. Totally. Like, Talk about this, the lens. Yeah. That could be the, come the new lens. Yeah, this, <laughs> it is. Like yeah. his word should be the lens that yeah. we're looking at this. His yeah. promises should be the lens that we're looking at these things mm-hmm. through. But 
so much of the time it's not. Mm -hmm. And I think that's where that work does come in where we have to, you know, going back to the whole intention of everything, Mm -hmm. like we have to be intentional. Can we change that? Yes. Our brains are, he gave us these amazingly powerful brains. So totally true. And so, yes, we can start doing that work to where our brain over time, we get more comfortable with putting these thoughts up against the word of God. That's right. This is exactly what Paul meant when he said, take captive every thought and mm-hmm. make it obedient to Christ. Yep. Basically, all those lies, all those, things, all those things that float through. If you're the Shunammite woman, it's, oh, see, I didn't deserve this. Mm-hmm. I didn't deserve goodness. You take captive that thought. I always think of it as like, imagine like catching a fly mm-hmm. in the air. Mm-hmm. Not that I've ever caught a fly, but <laughs> I've tried. Um, catch a fly. And then you're like, you know, no, mm-hmm. ultimately, this is not true. That is dead. Mm-hmm. That idea, that thought, this fly in my hand mm-hmm. is dead. Here's what the truth of yeah. is. God actually says this about me. He says this over me. Yeah. Um, and like you're saying, like our brains, they're actually, they're plastic on purpose. Like mm-hmm. they're plastic. We can change the way we think. We can change the way we process. Mm-hmm. We can undo history yep. by just inviting the Holy Spirit into that, mm-hmm. doing our work. I mean, it's, it's still true. You still have to put out there, like, here's Absolutely. what I believe about that. Why? Mm-hmm. Because otherwise it can become a shame component. Anything that gets stuck and kept in the dark can become a shame component and we hang on to it. Our psyches hang on to it. So you want to yeah. get that out. You want to yeah. like air that sucker out, yeah. put it out in the light. It's the only way to kill mm-hmm. it. And then from there, but what's truth? So you got to stop there. You don't just air it, mm-hmm. you air it and then you cover it by something new, something that's beautiful and full yeah. of love and promise. So, yeah. which is so awesome. Oh, it's so good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I could really nerd out on the totally whole like, right. neuroplasticity of our brains <laughs> and the neuroscience. Like I could really like bore you all to death I bet you could. and be, I would be, be like Amy Martella and Carolyn. Right? I would be like <laughs> having the time of my life and you guys would be like, Snooze fest. <laughs> you're like, I need a snack. <laughs> you lost me like 10 minutes ago. <laughs> so we're not going to do that. But bottom line in the all the time that I guess been talking about neuroplasticity is your brain does have the ability to create new pathways. The, the, the negative thought patterns that you have that we get stuck in, we can create new ones. Mm. Bottom line. Mm-hmm. That's how our brain is made yeah. scientifically. Yeah. And with, yeah, so good. It's so good. He made us that way. And he wants to, he wants to join us on that journey Mm -hmm. in doing that. Mm -hmm. So let's, I love it. Let's do it. Brings us to number four, by the way, we abandon ourselves by forgetting that God is at work behind the scenes, even in the way we think, even in just our everyday boring stuff. He is working behind the scenes. This is sings. Sorry, see, <laughs> whatever. This is from 2 Kings 8, 1 through 6. So we find after chapter 4, the Shunammite woman kind of goes away for a few chapters, and then she comes on back, um, and Elisha readdresses um, her, talks a little bit more about her. And so she gets to see that actually God's promises never fail, that he is working all the time, even if... Um, In this instance, she was not aware of what he was doing for her and on her behalf. Um, Ultimately, the Shunammite woman takes Elisha's advice and leaves her land because, um, so Shunam, the land of Shunam, because um, there was going to be a drought and that was coming. So she left um, the land. But um, then she's promised at the, or kind of between eight 
8.1, or sorry, 2 Kings 8.1 and 8.6, that everything that she did leave and that was lost to her because she was obedient. And she just was like, I mean, again, remember Elisha's voice was the word of God. So she did this thing. She out of faith, she stepped out, was going to be restored back to her. So God was working in the background. He was, he was setting her up for success. Even mm-hmm. if she didn't see that she mm-hmm. was thinking, Oh gosh, here I am again. I do have my son back because he was raised back to life. Praise the Lord. But then ultimately she was leaving everything she ever did know. Um, and probably was a little afraid by that. Probably a little scared, a little Imagine afraid. So. She's like, I'm happy that I have my son, but what's going to happen to us? Um, going off into a total a land that she wasn't you know, ready or used to. Um, but the Lord restored it all. He did. He is so faithful. Yeah. So faithful. This is one of like my favorite, my favorite. I have a lot of favorite things about God. But just this, this specific piece of just knowing that he is always working. Mm. Even when we can't see it, when we have those opportunities where we can look back on situations and like so hard when you're in the thick of it, Mm -hmm. right? It's so hard to see. Like, you know, I know in my head, I know in my heart, he's there, he's working, but I don't know exactly what that looks like. Those moments are moments of faith. Those are our moments of trust that we're just putting it all out there to him, knowing that he's doing his thing. But then when we have that opportunity to look back at those situations yes. and be like, hindsight, oh, I can, I can see all of it. I can see all the moving pieces and so many that I have no idea were moving, mm-hmm. but just being able to be like, he was working that situation so. in ways that I never would have even comprehended. Yeah, And that to me is just... It could just blows my mind yeah. over and over and over and over again. Totally. His like, faithfulness is crazy. Every time. And just you know? what he sees and what he knows. I mean, even like if you think about, like, I mean, I don't know, even where he is now and what he's yeah. doing now currently, like during yeah. the coronavirus, like yeah. you can believe he is still on the throne and he is working for the good mm-hmm. of those who love him. He is working and moving, Absolutely. even though, you know, it's like, this can't be, or, and this is, mm-hmm. I mean, and sometimes people will say, oh, the devil's doing this and the devil, I, I, I don't know what's real there. I have a tendency to not want to give the devil a lot of credit because yeah. I'm just like, Bleh. I'm not going to give him you that pleasure. You can't, you can't touch me, dude. I don't even know. <laughs> I have other things to say to him, but, um, um, but I just think to myself, like, I mean, he's working, he's working all the time. He mm-hmm. sees things that we don't see. He Absolutely. understands things we don't understand. Actually, I'm really glad about that, to be honest. Yeah. I think we would blow our minds. We would not, I, I, it's almost like with, with Moses, when Moses, um, saw God, uh, on up, up on the uh, Mount Sinai, when, when he, and he was saying, I want to see you. And God was like, basically like, nope, turn around. You can see the back of me. Mm-hmm. Cause I think if we knew what, what every single thing God knows, we would drop dead. Just like how Moses was going to drop dead based on like the shining light face of Jesus. Like God, I mean, I think that he was going to just drop dead from that. And God was like, you can't handle it. We couldn't. I mean, I really think that that's the same thing. I think we would just drop dead if we knew what God knows. Yeah. Because even like, even those moments where we're able to look back on those things and see, I still feel like my mind is like, like, like I can totally see it for the truth that it is, but it's still like, wow. Mm -hmm. Holy cow. Like I don't even... I, wow. Mm-hmm. Like there literally are no words sometimes in those situations when you're able to, and whether it's my life or if I'm able to see it in somebody else's yeah. life or hear somebody's testimony about mm-hmm. what they've experienced or 
whatever that might be, it's like, man, you know, it's like it in this weird twisted way, maybe not twisted, but like it excites me almost for all the uncertainty that Tom and I are getting ready to step into in this mm-hmm. next year, because yep. I'm like, Oh Lord, I just know you are going to do some amazing things with us. Yeah. I know you are. I'm terrified. Mm-hmm. I have no idea what that looks like. Cause we're I stepping out on a limb. <laughs> I really like to know what the plan is and I don't in this situation, but I also have this like excitement in me. Yeah. It's like, we're going to be able to look back on this at some point, whatever yeah. point that might be and be mm-hmm. like, yep, there it is. Yeah. Wow. He was so faithful and so good yeah. through all of that, which mm-hmm. is like really reassuring It's really to me in those moments where I really question and I really doubt like, Mm -hmm. Oh, what are we doing? Mm -hmm. (laughs) I don't even know. And the process to get there is long. I mean, it takes a long time to get there. Mm -hmm. And it's a matter of having to like, kind of like I said, how, you know, in the beginning, like we we pray for these things. We pray, Mm -hmm. pray that we can have time or we pray that we can have space. And God is like, well, I'm, I'm offering you this opportunity to practice that. Well, same kind of idea. Like the only way we'll know is to have walked through it. Mm -hmm. So there's opportunities where we'll see him and we'll see him and we'll be able to recognize a little bit you know more as we grow in our faith and then i think i maybe probably never every time but eventually it gets a little bit like okay what can i remind myself i can remind myself that i know god is good he works with the good of those who love all the time he never he never rests he's not just like i'm gonna go on vacation i'm gonna let sit this one out i'm gonna chill while whatever unfolds just unfolds uncontrollably like no way no no, and even being in that space of feeling like I'm really being trusting or I'm like, I know you're going to do something good. Like I'm not always there. There are some days where Amen. I'm like freaked out. Yeah. <laughs> like really, yeah. really freaked out. Yeah. And I, I really have to like, that's where my intentionality and like my going to, to him and going to that space, making sure that like he is being welcomed into my home, yeah. my heart, yeah. all of that yeah. in those moments where I'm like, well, I'm freaking out. Yeah. <laughs> And telling him boldly that that is what one of my one of the things going on inside of me is I'm freaking out. Yeah, I'm really freaking <laughs> out. Feeling. And and his he is like one of the things that he's been so faithful with is every time every time I start feeling that way he's just gently like trust me. Yeah, I need you to just keep trusting me. Mm-hmm. Just keep trusting me. Mm-hmm. And like it just brings peace. Yeah, it really does. Yeah, I'm like hmm. okay, all right, I'll be back in like five. Yeah, because- exactly. <laughs> Because I'm going to be back. In I'm going to be back in the space yeah. again. So I'll see you in a few. <laughs> Ooh, on a rough day. Yeah. It's a long process. For yeah. Sure. It really is. I'm like, are you annoyed with me yet? <laughs> I know he's not. But he's not. No. But I'm like, man, you sure are patient. <laughs> yeah. It's like, are you annoyed with me yet? Because I would be. I'm real annoyed with I'd me. Go like, oh, away. No. <laughs> I already told you. <laughs> Take a nap. Oh. So true. <laughs> I mean, nap's always a good choice. It's a great idea. I mean. Feel like it's an answer Just to a lot of things. Yeah, <laughs> that's so much better. I do. I'm a new person after a nap. Ask my husband; he'll tell you. Feed me, give me a nap. Ooh, new woman. Good to go. Good. It's a good, good combination for yeah, me for, for sure. sure. Um, yeah, yeah. He's good. He is. Goodness is disguised sometimes, but it is. He's good. He's always good. Yeah, and Kathy just did such a great job of. Just reminding us of that, I think, yeah. in such a digestible For sure. way. Mm-hmm. 
because it can be overwhelming sometimes, Mm -hmm. especially when you start like doing mental health and spirituality together. It's like, those are two big things. I think I obviously am a big proponent of joining those two things together. That's what I do for a living, but it's still, you know, it's, it's a lot when you're, especially if you're trying to figure out what does that look like for me? Yeah. How do I, how do I bring those two things together? Or they feel like they're so far apart right now mm-hmm. and how to start bridging that gap mm-hmm. because he wants to help us through those things that we're struggling with, mm-hmm. you know, mentally, emotionally, he wants to be there in that. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. And he designed us to have capacity for all of it. Mm-hmm. So of course he wants, you know, health and all of that as well. Mm-hmm. So I know, I just, I think that, I think your guys's jobs can be a little bit hard. Um, you know, I think about Kathy and then I think about, you know, you and trying to marry the two. And I think it just gets such a bad, can get such a bad rap and kind of, um, be like either or, mm-hmm. um, but really it's a both and, which actually makes me think a lot about emotional, healthy spirituality, which is what we're going to do in um, January. Yeah. Um, you know, as that our Eden Connect group is going to do emotional healthy spirituality and it's repeats because wrote a book about essentially like going through this idea of like in order to have spiritual health and depth, like we have to have emotional health and depth mm-hmm. um, also. Like it can't just be one or the other. And, and it kind of makes me think of like, because there's this idea too, um, and we want to avoid it like the plague, I think like this idea of like legalism, this like right and wrong, um, this black and white. Now, of course there are solid rights and solid wrongs and that kind of thing. But when we aren't flexible and being open to the leading and the guiding of the Lord, um, in that, in our, in our spirituality and in the way that we like even read our Bibles and that kind of thing, if we're not open to him and inviting him into the space, we really do risk, um, legalism and we do really do risk like this black and white kind of thinking. Mm -hmm. Um, but ultimately he doesn't necessarily work in that way. We're so complex. I mean, he created us in his image, which was really complex. Um, to say the least. Yeah. Right. (laughs) And so I think, uh, I think this is just one of those ways um, to kind of marry the two and to delve into. And um, like I said, we'll get an opportunity to do that a little bit more yeah. specifically into specific areas of like, you know, spirituality, um, but looking at it from the emotional component, because this is all very real. It's all yeah. very real. And then we see it throughout. I mean, we're seeing, we see it throughout the Bible. I mean, mm-hmm. God talks about, you know, these people are in here on purpose. This yeah. is, this, these are things that the Lord wants us to know mm-hmm. about people. He wants us to know about people that he um, chose specifically for us to learn about. And that includes the Shunammite woman and that includes David and it includes Moses and includes all manner of people who are just yeah. kind of a disaster area. I don't feel like the Shunammite movement woman was so much of a disaster. It didn't really seem. Um, she definitely was withholding her desires, which yeah. was not great. Yeah. Um, but there's a lot of people who are just a disaster area in there. And I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, good. We're in good company. <laughs> right. Which <laughs> is <laughs> really, really great. I'm happy about it. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Yeah. <laughs> All right. What a fun conversation, Aim. It was. It's so fun to recap Kathy yeah. and our experience with her she was so great we cannot emphasize enough though to go back and listen go back and watch it so you can find it on youtube or facebook um, because she does answer some questions at the end Um, there were some questions submitted and we just don't feel like we can even do it justice so we're gonna head you back in that direction yeah 
Yeah. yeah. And we, I mean, we were really just able to, we were able to touch on those four, you know, points that, yeah. that she made, but there was so much other things that she said and she yeah. shared yeah. within that, that we just, just like the questions, like we couldn't do it justice the way that, that yeah. she did. Like you guys literally will not be sorry yeah. if you go back and listen to that, yeah. because it's just such a, so many just nuggets. So many nuggets. So many yeah, nuggets. For sure. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, and up next in December, we have our next, we're actually doing three podcasts in December, three. aren't we? Yeah. Would you call it Enneagramma Palooza? I said Enneapalooza. Enneagramma Palooza? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we are going to be talking over all three podcasts. We're going to be talking about the Enneagram. Mm -hmm. uh, the first one, we're giving just an overview um, of what the Enneagram is all about. Um, if you're just curious um, or if you are just kind of, you know, don't have a clue. Dipping or, your toe in. Yeah. Or you do want some more information or maybe you know a whole bunch and you just want to say like, what are they going to tell us? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, our second one, we're hoping to have our moms on. Mm -hmm. um, although we know that typically type is uh, definitely um, nature. It's something that we're kind of born with. But there are some nurture components too, so there. So we are gonna um, kind of pick our mom, mom's brains, mom's brains, <laughs> yeah, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and find out a little bit more about what they're thinking and what they think. And um, there's some unique nuances there that we will be sharing with you then. And then our third one is going to be with some of our young adults, yeah. And we're going to be talking that third one all about being mistyped and what that's like. Um, a lot of young adults can be mistyped um, because they either get the information from somebody on the outside or they're kind of just still trying to figure out their identity. Yeah. So it's hard to figure or out. Or they what, think they should be yeah, something. Right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So, so our dates for those, I'm not, we're still going to have it um, the second Friday. It'll be the second Friday, the third Friday, and the fourth Friday. Maybe. Of the month of December. I don't know, I don't know either. Well, it'll be out on Instagram. Yeah. When it's when they're right. when they're dropping. This yeah. one will obviously be on the 27th day for Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. And then so probably two weeks after that, mm -hmm. we'll have the first one. And then, right. yeah, we'll just kind of see what's going to work best for yeah. doing those. But we definitely want to get three of them out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that'll be fun for December, but we don't want to get to December before we get to happy Thanksgiving, yeah. everybody. Eat turkey, gobble, yes. gobble. Yes. And then so, take a nap. Take a nap. <laughs> I think this well, is a Thanksgiving about the for naps. All yeah. about the naps. For relaxation and mm -hmm. naps. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah, but I want to pray over you guys for sure. So, um, Holy Spirit or Holy Spirit, <laughs> Holy Spirit for sure. We want the Holy Spirit everywhere. Oh, uh, Heavenly Father, we just lift this, every single ear that is hearing today up to you. We pray over just an awesome and a blessed Thanksgiving. We pray for hearts and minds that are in a gratitude posture. Help us to break out those journals and write stuff down where we see you moving and how you've blessed us and given to us because you are such a generous, generous God. We trust you with our needs, our wants, our desires. We trust you. We, we ask that you would help us to open a space for you in our hearts um, and in our homes and anywhere we are to invite you in. We, we just pray that you are so, so near, so, so present. Help us to see that you are at work behind the scenes all the time. And help us, Lord God, to be able to take captive every thought and make it obedient to you, especially when it's a lie, something that a lie that we are deeply believing based on just our lens of life, our experiences in life. Um, and so we just invite you into all of that. We love you. We praise you. We, um, we just lift our lives to you, Lord. We thank you for an ability to get to talk to everybody today. And we thank you for Kathy and what she shared with us um, this past week. 
We love you, Lord. In your holy and precious name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you.